Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 25. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about the dynamics of the management team. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under-11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll be looking to choose a different topic to cover to discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice that we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching at the grassroots level. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and give us a five-star review. That would be lovely. This really helps us grow the show and gets us out there to other listeners. And Ben, speaking of five-star reviews, we've got a couple. <laughs> and we you know, we haven't done this for a while, but so it's two go Lazzos. A double Lazzo. Yeah. <laughs> so that's brilliant. I, I didn't actually check it last week. So I think we had it last week. Um, brilliant. In fact, when are we now? 4th of November. Yeah. So one from the 23rd of October and one from the 28th. And this is just a UK store as well. So I should check the other ones, really. Okay. So brilliant. Thank you very much. So the first one I'll read out. So it just says top podcast. And that's by Steve YJB. And it says, as a parent of the budding under nine football star, given a wide detailed account of all aspects of grassroots footy. They might have meant giving a wide detailed account. Yeah, that that would, that would, yeah, it's it's good anyway. So (laughs) thank you, Steve, for that. Thank you for that. And then we have a supersonic podcast. I'm liking that bit of an Oasis thing there. That's from Dan Allen. So it says, I listen to this podcast every week and absolutely love it. I coach under 13s and under 11s in the East Berkshire League, and I'm always looking at ways to become the best coach in the world. Well, Fair dues, fair play to you there. Um, Thank you, Dan. Keep it. I've not quite finished yet, Ben. (laughs) Thank you, Dan. I'll thank you again. I was just impressed with his stretch goal there to become the best coach in the world. (laughs) It says, "Keep keep it going, you boys are doing a great job. Lots of love from me, Dan Allen. Shine on." Fantastic house of love reference there at the end. Yeah, loving it there. So love that song. Yeah, fantastic. Glad you're enjoying it. Yep, absolutely. So. Thanks a lot, guys. And again, if you're also listening out there, it, these reviews really do help us to, to grow. So brilliant. Thank you very much for that. So, Ben, how's it been going this week? Yeah, I had a really good week this week. Um, we had a we had a, a bit of... Um, I probably heard them when we did a few weeks ago. I was a bit down in the dumps, wasn't I, about the old uh, hammering we got. So... That's that's a fair understatement. That probably a little bit. Um, So it kind of, it it kind of, it was actually really helpful because it really sort of focused me to to try and get the boys to um, really think about and work on 
their positioning particularly. And also the main thing in that game that drove me insane was the, the how easy we were to get past. And it was like a knife through butter for a lot of, lot of that game. And uh, so we've done a lot of work on defensive, a lot of body shape, you know, sort of almost like you, you start as a sprinter. So you your position when you're sort of jockeying, somebody's attacking you should be you should be in that sort of sprinting position side on crouch down so you're very nimble on your feet and we've done a lot of work on that and a lot of little practices about how your body shape should be when somebody's coming towards you and I've got to say today it was amazing to see how they took that on board and it was funny because if you'd seen the warm-up we did before the game it was absolutely shambolic um we were trying to, I was trying to do some stuff on positional play and we've also done a lot of work the last couple of weeks on zonal play. So I've sort of divided the pitch into zones and I've tried to make particularly the midfielders stay in that midfield zone because at times they're just all bombing forward and there's no protection. It's almost like a 3 naught 5 formation. So we did a lot of that and before the game today, it was just ridiculous. There was players bunching, not you know watching other games going on and not really listening to anything I was saying. and um, But as soon as the game started, they really got switched on. And uh, I've got to say that the team we played were the two divisions above us. And that team that we lost 6-3 to, this team we played today beat them, I think it was 3-0 or 4-1. So I was kind of fearing the worst a little bit. But I, but I also said to them before the game, look, it's kind of a free hit. I said, it's no pressure on you to get a result in this game. Just I want you to go out and enjoy it. And I said, the only thing I'm going to say to you is just be really hard to beat. I said, to think about all that stuff we've done on how you're defending the ball, uh, what position you should be in, not hanging that leg out for people to go past you, you know, making it make it as difficult as possible. Every man that you're marking, just think you're not going to get past me today. Um, and also, you know, just get compact and get back and don't all bomb forward. So, it was amazing, and um, at times there was little, there were little bits that weren't great, and we we did ride our luck a little bit. We had a, a fifteen first fifteen minutes, we were awesome. We played really well. Then, you know what you know what it's like. You have to make four subs at once, and it just completely disrupted the rhythm, and we sort of fell to pieces a little bit after that. Um, and we were really we were clinging on, but then second half we picked it up again, and got to say some of the some of the blocks we made were just outrageous. I don't know, I don't know how we kept them out I mean we had a couple whistle past the post they hit the post and there was some real last ditch defending but um, you could just see the determination to really get a result and we could have won it as well we hit the post at the end uh, we had a couple we had a couple of great openings that we wasted so it was it was a it was probably the best result we've had as a team since I started I would say it was that good and I don't think anybody expected us to get that result so um it was great and it was just it was probably the first time I could really see what I was trying to get over in training transmit into a game so it was really 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 satisfying that sounds great I mean I was trying to set your expectations talking about the Chinese bamboo tree was (laughs) only growing after five years whereas sounds like you got some instant results there so more kind of instant mash than uh, Chinese bamboo out of a packet or smash 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 out of a packet Uh, yeah don't get me wrong we'll play next week and it'll probably go back to the week the way it was before but yeah, today it was uh, it, it was really really good. Um, 
and we did the challenges as well today for a, for a few players, probably for the first time properly, um, which which was interesting. But um, yeah, it was great, and the kids were all really pleased after, and that that was the best thing about it. You could see they were all kind of buzzing about it, and um, some happy parents as well. So you don't, yeah, you don't get that every week. So it's quite nice to enjoy it while it happens. That's good. And just out of interest, so the the challenges, how did that go? Um, yeah, I'll, we did three three boys. Um, I would say probably two of them. It worked. What well, two of them? I could see them taking that on board. One of them didn't really. I don't think one of them was a communication thing. Um, just trying to get him to be a bit louder on the pitch, and I, he didn't really. He he kind of played like he always does, and he he didn't really shout up because the, the, the sort of challenge was that. Me and Stu had to hear him calling for the ball on the touchline, so that's, mm-hmm. that's that that shows that he's being a lot louder than he normally is. Yeah, and, and he wasn't. So I didn't. I didn't really. I don't think I heard him once. To be fair, <laughs> but um, he scored a great goal and he played really well. So it's you know what do I know? But yeah, he does need to communicate more. And the other two it was more around. Um, one of them was to be quick as he. I started playing him in central midfield, and it was to last week he was really slow to react. So he'd be sort of watching the ball and he wouldn't go, you know, he wasn't like on his toes, darting around trying to get it. Um, so he did that a lot better. So it looked like he took that on board. Um, and the other one was just about releasing the ball quicker when he's got it because he's, def- he's a defender. He's really good at bringing it out, but he gets a bit carried away sometimes and doesn't pass it when he should. So he, so that was kind of noticeable as well. The problem was it was a bit frantic at the end. I didn't sort of get a chance to sit and discuss it with them and see how they thought they did, but we'll do that. We'll do that at training on Thursday, just have a little chat and see what they thought. Um, and we'll do three more boys this week. Um, That's cool. So it's good. Yeah, the, it should have really been done before training on Thursday, but it was, uh, yeah, it's it's in the hands of my assistant and he kind of was, a, he, he's had a few uh, starter problems, shall we say, in getting <laughs> what I asked him to do. So it's um, it needs a bit of improvement, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how did you guys get on? Yeah, so uh, so we lost, <laughs> but <laughs> but right there there is some positivity here. So we well the day didn't start off very well. I, I don't know what how it is down your way, but uh, we had players dropping like flies. So um, on, on the morning of the game. You know, we had quite a few messages through. So we have like a Facebook messenger group where we pass messages uh, back and forth. And was it illness? You know, we had, yeah. Yeah. So we had lots of messages like, you know, such and such a body's ill. So they, these are all clocking up. So you see these, you know, as you're approaching, you know, the time when you have to be at the match and you, you're kind of quickly thinking, oh, how many, how many are we going to end up with here? So, you know, it's seven aside. And we, Twelve in the squad, eleven. Uh, twelve. Um, but yeah, few dropped out, and so turned up. Um, we had six. <laughs> no, so six for seven aside. Now it's one of those where you know the score, so you can ask the the other coach. You know, can you can you drop a player? Six, yeah. And it, it's you know the thing that made me laugh was it, it's a little bit binary, binary. Uh, yeah, binary. In the, if you ask and they say yes, I think, oh, what a guy or what a girl, you know, depending on uh, who the manager is. 
Whereas if they don't, I think, oh, you're a tool. <laughs> Just being That's honest. Fair. So That's there's no fair. middle ground. It's a family-friendly friendly response. To you. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's PG podcast. So, But, you know, so so they did. They they were gracious enough to say, yeah, they'll they'll have one less. Now, it still meant, you know, they had they had subs and we didn't. So it's, it's still not even, but, you know, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? So it could have been worse. You know, seven against six would have been much, much harder. Now, we don't, at the minute, have a settled goalkeeper. Um, so we had a girl who's, who's just joined us this season, and she's really enthusiastic, you know, pleasure to work with. But, you know, she hasn't really been in goals that much. So, I mean, we ended up conceding three goals in the first half. Um I think, if you know, being harsh, I think I would say, you know, uh, some of it was just lackadaisical defending, you know, so uh, something we need to work on is, is you know, just that intensity is, is slightly different or the urgency, not intensity, but the urgency is different in different parts of the pitch. And yeah. I noticed, you know, in the match, it's like, well, whether we're up at their end or they're up at ours, you know, the the urgency isn't the same, you know. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we ended up conceding three goals, which, you know, I, I, th- I think were preventable. But then second half, I mean, they changed things up as well. They moved some of the girls around in their positions and what have you. But I thought, I thought we shaded the second half. We had one cleared off the line and it was, you know, if if it was a if it was a boxing match, we'd have won on points in the second half. <laughs> so I thought they they you know I was really pleased with how they uh, had taken that disappointment, you know. And again, we had the questions at halftime. Okay, so what's going on? And you know, again, uh, you start off with, well, we need to score more goals. Okay, let's just park that one over here. <laughs> right? yeah. Apart from the goals and conceding the goals, okay, what what else is happening? So. Yeah, no, and and you know, it's not something we've spoken about off air, but I, I've been a little bit less involved this last uh, this last month or two. But so it's good to just get back into it. And yeah. like I say, I think the some some stuff to work on. And and like I say, I was really pleased with the with the second half performance. And and for a neutral, you know, at least the second half, it, it would have been entertaining to watch. I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. All good. Okay, so Ben, our main topic of today is the dynamics of the management team. And by that, we we primarily mean the coaching team, don't we? So yeah. obviously you've got club secretaries and, and things like that, sort of more your backroom staff, if you like. But, yeah, um, mind, it's, yeah, I mean, I presume most teams have got two, you know, two, I suppose, a manager and assistant, I suppose. That's how I see most teams that we play in our club and everything. So in my mind, it's that. Maybe different. Maybe people have got you know, a, a assistant and a coach. I don't know. Well, I, I think there's right. So, so let's say I think if if it's a one man team, if it, if it's a manager and he does the coaching, the administration, if, if he does everything, then you know you don't really have to worry about the dynamics of the management team there because it's you. <laughs> you do everything, yeah. um, but. You know, having that, having those two personalities, you know, a manager and an assistant Mm. does come with its own, obviously benefits, 
uh, but also just challenges as well. So I thought we might today just explore that a little bit and just sort of see where we are. And again, I think we might have a, an interesting uh, dynamic between the, the way we kind of both look at these things. So, so Ben, I mean, t- tell me a little bit about your, your current setup. So, yeah, I'm, I obviously am the coach or the manager, if you like. I don't like using the word manager, but I suppose I am. And that, in, that head, includes... Head coach? Um, what was the difference? I don't know. If you're talking about doing all the admin and all that, I suppose I'm a manager. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I do have to do all that. Um, but, I mean, we're lucky we've got a... Because our club's quite big in our league. It, we've got a... We've got somebody who organises all the games and does all the player registrations and all that. I know some clubs that we play, have their managers do that themselves, whereas we don't have to. We've got a sort of general manager at our club. It's a semi-professional club. So we've got we've got the staff there and they do they look after a lot of that admin side of it. But there are things, I mean, I had to organise all the kits and all that side of it as well and chase registration fees and stuff. So there is a bit of an admin side to it um, before the season starts, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got an assistant, um, who, who I'm grateful for because we have to have an assistant at our club. Last year we didn't have to have one this year. We do have to have one. So I'm kind of grateful. I've got one already who's, he does all the courses and stuff that he needs to do to do it. So I'm appreciative of that. So that, Uh, that's interesting that. So do you know why that's come in as a policy? Um, I don't actually. I, I guess it's more just in case if if the main or if the manager can't be at training or he can't do a game. Uh, I, I think I think it's more that than anything else. I think there's also probably be a possibly a a child safety element involved. Maybe is in that it's, it's always better to have two two people around kids. Possibly I don't, I don't know because I wasn't at the actual general meeting that we had at the club I was mm-hmm. away I couldn't go to it so so when that was all told, when, when that all came out I wasn't there so I don't know the actual reason for it I think there's different reasons I think it's sensible because we had a couple of games last year where the manager couldn't make it and he didn't have an assistant and he got cancelled yeah it yeah kind of drove me mad um, so I think it's a sensible thing to do um, and it's just it's just sense, it's just a no-brainer isn't it if, you can't, if you're ill or you can't when like when I was when we were doing the level one, I would have I would have had to have cancelled four games if I didn't have an assistant because I couldn't do the yeah. games. So I think it's just for that reason as well that obviously that they a lot of coaches do do badges at the at our club and it's just having that extra kind of safety net to cover training and because um, I think also part thinking about it part of it came about that we had we had um, some FA reps come to a training one night and a few people were on the pitch taking training that weren't registered with the club. All right, okay. Yeah, and they got a slap, they got into quite a bit of trouble, not quite a bit of trouble, they got told off about that because uh, obviously it's not acceptable. You can't have people who've not had CB, CPD checks and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think part of it's that reason as well that people, coaches are saying, oh, I can't make training and then they're just getting a dad to do it, which is ridiculous. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that happened one night when the FA visited, so it's obviously quite embarrassing. 
for the club. Yeah, so that that that'll be the trigger because, like you say, it's 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 the best practice thing, isn't it? You know, there's that when I when I said I don't know why I just remember yeah 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 well it's helpful to just talk through these things isn't yeah. it the way the way the brain works and and just suddenly says I'm going to withhold this information from you oh no wait wait I've got it I've got it it's here I've got to be honest I was I was I was pretty staggered that I mean that was actually a night I'd cancelled training so I couldn't go and um I think Stu couldn't go either so I cancelled it so we weren't there when that happened so mm-hmm. I was kind of in the clear because we got a, quite an RA email all the managers but I was f- quite astonished that some coaches actually let parents do that, bearing in mind they know about child safeguarding and they've had you've got to have a CPD and all this stuff. I was it just seemed a bit there. odd. Yeah, yeah. Very, very odd. Very odd. Unless it was a last minute, you know, literally on the way to training and then something happened and they couldn't go and all the kids are there waiting to do training. But even then, you've still got to say, look, I'm really sorry. You can't do it. You've got to go home. But I think I so, know. yeah. But there's more than one coach on the pitch that that night that was not registered with the club and uh, yeah obviously that's a bit of a no-no so that's that's where it's come from so um but yeah so i've got an assistant but in terms of the dynamic um i kind of do everything <laughs> to be honest mm-hmm. um and i think i'm i'm trying to i mean, we'd be just, i think we did was it last week we discussed this in you sort of suggested I give him the challenges. I don't think we did that on on the actual podcast. Did we talk about that? Yeah, I think it was on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I took that on board and I thought it was a good suggestion. Um, so I'm I'm trying to sort of give him a bit more responsibility because he, he's not the kind of guy who will come along and necessarily give me a lot of advice or his thoughts. I kind of have to ask him sort of what he thinks. Do you know what I mean? He he's mm-hmm. not sort of person that will necessarily challenge me I suppose or sort of go oh, why don't we try this or why don't you think about doing this he's not that kind of guy and that's kind of mm-hmm. that can be a bit difficult because I kind of need sometimes somebody to say well actually but I don't agree with that I don't or why don't you try this instead of doing that or why don't you leave him on and put him there you know what I mean you just mm-hmm. more input because sometimes I'm still I'm stood on the side of the pitch going oh god what should I do and I'm sort of trying to talk it through with him and I'm sort of inviting him to go, no, actually do this. Sort of give me a bit of a decisive answer. Um, I'm kind of, I don't really get a lot of that and I'm trying to sort of bring that out of him a bit more. Yeah. So I'm giving him these player challenges. That's the sort of first step, hopefully, to try and get him to step up a little bit in terms of the effort that I can get from him because it's kind yeah. of, at the moment, it's all me. And I, and I, 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 I do enjoy it and I want it to still most of it come from me but I, it'd be good to have that extra input and that help um, sometimes just to bounce ideas off really yeah yeah because I mean you've got I mean you you've got you do you do the coaching don't you for, with yeah yours. so I, for us it's mostly the the opposite way around but you know it's so it's so, really interesting because it's interesting to me that you you're almost like a conventional club that you do the coaching but you've got a manager so like say like you know like I don't know Martin O'Neill for example he doesn't do any coaching he just watches apparently and he's got a set of coaches who do all the coaching for him I suppose Fergie was a bit like that as well like yeah I small manager setup was I was quite interested how that works I I, th- I was thinking I'm I'm a bit more Ronnie Moran. <laughs> yeah, but but with a bit less hair. 
Hope you're not as big as Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a few pounds on me, but um, or at the minute, you know, we all get older and, and a bit soggier, don't we? Rest, you do know he's he's not alive anymore, don't you? God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One legend, though. Oh, you know, to, but to but, me, he was, he was the ultimate coach. You know, he was there through all those glory yeah, years. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, I, I, in terms of great coaches, I, I'm probably, probably overshooting it a bit, sort of going on a conversation about me doing the coaching and then talking about a legend like Ronnie Moran. But but I know what you mean. So you have the manager there and, and the coaching who does it. And so I don't know if, you know, that is kind of how it's how it's evolved, and of course, you know. So, so the manager that that you know, effectively, I I let's say report into. Yeah. Um. You know, has been doing it for years. I think I've mentioned this probably on previous podcasts, but I'll go over it again. So, you know, he'd he'd got into coaching through coaching his daughter, um, but she's all kind of grown up now and you know he's started again with a, another young team so and he's coached lots of different teams as well so you know he's he's been there done that um and so i don't know if i don't know if that's got something to do with it but i think i'd mentioned before you know i turned up on my first day once i'd got my uh safeguarding done and i right i'm ready to go uh turned up and and you know he turned around and asked me okay so what are we doing then (laughs) and i was like uh i was just honestly gonna put the cones out (laughs) and just you know you tell me to do something and i'll run over there and help the girls out and i'll do that and and so that sort of spurred me on you know that feeling of uh oops you know i've dropped the ball here and then it's, it's ended up, so I was doing all the coaching plans and stuff. And of course, I'd, I'd be running stuff past him and, you know, he'd, he'd have input into that as well. But I guess it, it ended up, you know, and, and he'd deal with most of the admin side of it, which is brilliant. <laughs> and if he's got an investment in me growing as a coach as well, maybe, yeah, um, you know, but, you know, quite happy to just, you know, if I put together a really bad coaching plan, um, or come up with some really poor ideas. I think I'd I'd have enough rope to hang myself with it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it was it was working quite well. I I think. Um, so it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, two examples there, and we've got completely different dynamics of of how we run things. Yeah. Does he just does he kind of observe? the training then rather than actually get involved and take it or does he chip in or does he just sit and watch or no so um well uh, when we were running the wildcat sessions it was a bit different because we just had lots and lots of different sessions lots of different age groups so he's kind of if we didn't have enough coaches um for all the different sessions he'd maybe have to take a session but typically be floating between those different sessions and then, you know, if he'd see something, you know, he'd, he'd uh, you know, maybe make a suggestion. I, I remember one time he, he sort of, it was baking hot, you know, and so the girls had been running around and whatever. And I just decided, right, we'll, we'll have a bit of a bit of a penalty shootout kind of thing just to 
so they're not running around all the time and and they can just be literally you know stood around for a little bit then then take a penalty you know so it's all you're still working on stuff on technique and whatever but they're not running around dribbling and whatever and it came came over just at that moment and of course you know the fa they don't like people standing in lines <laughs> so he came over and said ah so the thing is you know we don't want to have this line i know i know this is intentional though <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah so so no i mean he'll he doesn't sort of get his deck chair and and uh sip on a margarita while we're running training but you know so he's, he's sort of stood watching and then if he sees something i think he's able to observe more from afar you know and then you know if he sees something either with a particular player or something with the whole practice where he you know he suddenly wants to jump in and then speak to the girls about something in particular then he'll do that <coughs> But the the structure of the sessions, you know, like say up until the last month, you know, that was pretty much me. That's good. And and like I say, for for me, it, it's working. Um, but it, I mean, for for you, I it seems difficult for me, like hearing how yours is set up, where you're the manager, so you you instantly have all of the admin burden, chasing people for fees getting measurements for kits and stuff like that. Yeah, that's and only, doing all the coaching. Only, yeah, that's only a one-off really before the season starts though. Once the season yeah. starts that that's all done, so it's it's not a massive problem. Uh, but to do all of the coaching as or all the coaching plans as well and yeah. that seems a, a bit tricky. Um yeah, I don't yeah, I don't see it as that tricky it's just obviously everyone's got busy lives and and everything else and sometimes you you sort of leave it to the light what you try not to leave it to the last minute i'll try and do it as far in advance as i can but yeah it's kind of it is up to me the onus is on me to come up with the plan and what we're going to do and i've got to think about well what do i want them to do this week what do we need to work on so what i what i tend to do is i i will i write a very detailed email of what I thought of the performance what I thought was good what I thought was bad and I do a a little summary of each player how I thought they played um, what they can do better what all this sort of thing Um, and I'll then I will say to Stu I'll say right this is my this is my assessment of the whole game and all the players um, and what I think we should work on this week you know what do you think Um, so I send him that and sort of await his input really just because we don't really have time to sit down and discuss it really after the game or whatever, because everyone's got to shoot off and stuff. So um, that's kind of what I do first. Then I kind of, <laughs> it's not the quickest to respond sometimes. So it's not like I get an instant response like that night or even the next day. So it's kind of, so I have to sort of wait for his input. Not that it will di- dictate what I will do that week because I've got I've got a kind of in my own mind I kind of know what I want to work on, but then it's just trying to find the right practices that are going to work, which obviously takes. Obviously, I've got stuff in my head now because I'm starting to build up a bit of a a base of things that I know are good to try, and mm-hmm. I'm always looking for new stuff because I want to keep it fresh. I don't want to do the same thing every week, even though we do repeat stuff because I think it's useful. 
and it will help the message sink in. So it's that trying to find new, fresh stuff that takes up the time. Um, so last week he he put a couple of really good. He, he dropped a couple of good YouTube clips on his response, and he did a really good critique. Actually, he sent me a really good response of the performance, which was really helpful. And he put a couple of really good routines on. We used one of the routines in training. It was about the one I was talking about: defensive shape and how you should how you should be stirred in your position. Mm-hmm. So he's run towards your goal. So that was really useful. But that's the first time he's kind of done that, and I'm kind of looking to him to do that more because it's actually really helpful for me. Because those two clips in particular, I hadn't seen before, and I do look on YouTube a lot and all the and for videos and stuff. But um, so that was good, and I'm hoping that he'll do more of that. And I will try and encourage him to do that because it, it helps me. Um, he's not really done that before. Um, but then I've not really done this whole emailing thing and, and breaking down the sort of performance and what we can sort of work on. So that that's something that I'm looking for him to sort of step up and do a bit more. Um, and obviously I've given him the player challenges, which have, didn't get off to an ideal start because I, I did ask for him to come to training on Thursday with three players and three challenges. And um, we sort of got to training and I hadn't heard from him all week. So I'd, e- I'd emailed him and I'd WhatsApped him. And I said, look, so I sent the email of the performance. He'd missed most of it because he wasn't there. So he probably couldn't comment too much because he was late. He was at work. But I sort of said, you know, let me know of the challenges that you've come up with and what you're thinking of doing. And of course, I didn't hear anything until I saw him at training. So I was a bit, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, where's the communication? I've sort of sent you this stuff and you've not come back to me with anything. So I was a bit frustrated, and of course I said, "Oh, you know, what have you got for the challenges?" And he and he he said, "Oh, yeah, I've sort of thought about it, um, but yeah, I've got a couple of ideas in mind." So obviously, to me, that's like he hasn't really thought about it very much, and I was a bit disappointed that he hadn't come sort of prepared because I wanted to I wanted to give the boys the challenge during training, so so they could start think about it, thinking about it while we were playing a match at the end, and then they could think about it for the next few days going into the match. So, um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, just make sure Sunday that you come with it. So we sort of turned up today and I said, um, he didn't mention anything about it, which I kind of thought he might not. So I sort of said, oh, you know, have you got the challenges? And he was like, oh, I've, yeah, I've, I've forgot them. I've forgotten them. And I was like, and I said, what does that mean? And he said, he said, oh, I had them written down. And I forgot, I forgot to bring them. And I thought, I said, well, it's only three players. It can't be that hard to remember what they were. I did, I did say that to him. I said, I said, it's only three players. He's going, yeah, yeah. And he, he sort of, it was stuff we'd discussed before. So it wasn't anything brand new. It was, it was just, it was just kind of stuff that we know for these three players are, are sort of weak areas. One of them was good. One of them was, he surprised me a bit with the person he came up with, which I didn't expect, which was good. Um, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I hadn't mentioned it, I don't think he'd have said anything about the challenges at all today and it wouldn't have happened. And that's kind of a bit disappointing for me. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I kind of need him to sort of step up a little bit. Cause I think if you're going to be an assistant and get involved, it, it's got to be, I think at the level we're at and for the club we're at particularly, and I look at the other assistant coaches that we've got, that other managers have got, and they are really, really involved. Um, and you can see you can see them the way they talk to the boys and the way they interact with their their manager their coach the dynamic they've got you can see they're very involved in training and all that side of it and mine's not really like that too much he, you know he's quite enthusiastic and 
he does sort of he does encourage the boys and he'll he'll tell them if they're doing something wrong and stuff but it's not it's almost like he defers to me all the time and that's not necessarily what I'm kind of after if that makes sense yeah so I think it sounds like you with that sounds any... like I'm being really negative on it. I'm not at all no no he's no really so... supportive and I appreciate him doing it um, but it's kind of like it, it could be that he doesn't want to step on my toes. I don't, I don't think it's that because I do encourage him. And I do say, look, if you've got any routines you want to try or if you want to take some sessions and stuff, I, you know, I do say to him, you can do it. But of course, I don't get anything back. So I just assume he doesn't want to. Um, so it's kind of, I've got to sort of kid gloves, just sort of say, look, I really appreciate you doing this, but we've got to kind of step it up a little bit because... Because I mean, I, I, th- I said to you the other day, we've been promoted again. So we've been. This is our fourth promotion now. So we're now in Division Three of ten, and the games are getting a lot tougher. And we, and this is where I feel the pressure to really start coaching the boys to improve a lot because they're going to have to. And so it's a lot of pressure on me, and I need a good support network to do that. And I, it's got to be more than somebody just coming and like you know, like you say, putting the proverbial cones out and saying, well done, boys, on the side. It's got to be, well, I think you should try this. And, well, I don't agree with what you're doing there. Why don't you think about, you know, that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm kind of looking for. So I'm going to, it'll be interesting to see if I can sort of, if he can sort of step up with that. I hope he can, because he's a really good guy and I get on really well with him. And um, I sort of like having him there, but I just need a bit more sometimes because I don't have all the answers and I get it wrong. And I need someone to go. Actually, Ben, I think that I don't agree with that. Or why don't you try? This? Why don't we try working on this? Or you know, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really got that sort of assistant at the moment. So I'm hoping that he can become that. So I'm sure we've said in the past that you know if you're going to do this, you, you kind of it, it's voluntary what what we're doing. Yeah, but you've got to approach it as if it's your profession. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's not. I've always said it. It's not a. And I was probably guilty at the start of thinking a bit like that, but it becomes very apparent. No, no, it's a very big, big deal. People are paying a lot of money for their players to be at the be at the club, and you can't just turn up. You can't just rock up at training with a back of a fag packet plan. Yeah, expect it to go well, and you know you've got to take it seriously. Otherwise, there's no point doing it. And people have got. You know, you've got you know, 13 sets of parents watching you training and you, you're under pressure to, to look like you know what you're doing and that you're helping those boys progress. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, that, that does fall on me at the moment. But I think if you are going to be an assistant and you want to be involved in the club in that capacity, you've really got to sort of bring something to the table, I suppose. Yeah, I think absolutely. I mentioned before that if you're on your own and you're doing anything and you're doing everything, then you don't really need to think about the dynamics. But no. as soon as you start to introduce more than one person, you get communication complexities, don't you? Mm. You get different personalities, yep. you know, and, and not just, you know, your innate personality that you have it's all learned behaviors as well and just all those things that you've that have shaped you as you've gone through life you know and you end up with two different people with different views of the world maybe different value systems and what have you so i think it's 
with any two team combination, you know, is a bit like a marriage, isn't it? Um, you know, it, it is just about, I think getting the information out there. And if, you know, you have different expectations, try and get them on the table and, and talk about them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not, if you approach it as that, I've used the phrase in the past, serious fun, right? If you approach it as that, then there's no point sort of treading on eggshells and, you know, you just get it out there. Like this is what, this is what my expectations are of us. This is what my expectations are of you. And, you know, please share with me what are your expectations of me as well. And we'll try and just make sure if we've got any uh, (coughs) gaps that we, that we cover them. Yeah, no, you're right. I think we haven't really, I would say we've not had that conversation to be fair. Uh, I guess I'll put, I thought I would probably just, it would probably just grow in that way. But, um, so I, I, I've got to be honest now. So I'll, I'll borrow something from more my work life. So I spent a lot of time as a project manager and I'm more of a, I'd call myself like an accidental project manager because I, I never aspired to be one, but just kind of ended up there. Mm. And I, I still convinced to this day, if everyone just did their job, I, I, I wouldn't need to be in a job. <laughs> But fortunately for me, I know what you mean. mean. Fortunately for me, people don't. So (laughs) you're constantly having to, you know, remind people and, you know, and it's not just about saying, okay, well, you know, here's a plan. And then turning up nine months later, just to check everything's ticking along hunky dory. You know, people have got different priorities in life. You know, uh, yep. say it a lot, you know, life happens. So, you know, it's not, and you know, if you don't have that outlook of, of it being serious fun and, you know, approaching it like your profession, and it's just, it's something to do because, you know, your little Johnny's, he needs to play football. So just turn up and whatever. Then, you know, you can see how it's just, you know, something like the challenges, well, yeah, sounds like a good idea, but, you know, a week comes around, life gets in the way, and yeah. then there's there's no consequence to it because, well, probably you'll figure it out anyway. You know, if if I don't do it, then, then you'll figure it out. And I, I've been in that position in projects where, you know, as the PM, you're the one ultimately accountable for the delivery of the whole project. And, you know, you, you kind of, you speak to someone on a Friday afternoon, is such and such thing going to be done on a Monday? Yeah, 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 it will be. You get to Monday. No, well, something else happened. (laughs) So, but don't, don't worry about it. That's kind of what it felt like. It was almost like, it just looked a bit sheepish and it was like, I thought, I might be doing him a disservice. I don't know how much thought he'd put into it. I think he had put thought into it, but it was kind of like he just didn't seem like he was going to bring that to the table at all, unless I really pushed it. And I th- I don't know he thinks it's a good idea because he said, because I said when I've mentioned it before to him, he's like, yeah, no, I think it's a really good idea doing player challenges. But today he just looks a bit sheepish, like he'd kind of completely, completely gone out of his mind. Um, and... I guess that's the mindset, isn't it? If you're going to be involved, you've got to start thinking about it outside of the hour on hour and a quarter on Thursday and the hour 
or the two hours on a match day, it's got to be at some point you've got to set aside a bit of time and think, right, I'm going to seriously think about now. I'm going to give myself half an hour, an hour, however, you don't need an hour, but just to think about, right, what challenges can I give these players? Who do I think would benefit? What can we do? Um, so, yeah, the fact it, it, it didn't go as I was hoping um, was was interesting. And I'm, I'll be pushing this week for Thursday for him to be there with three challenges for three players. Um, and I want him to own that. And I'll, I would expect on Thursday for him to almost approach me with it and go, right, these are the challenges I've got because that's kind of what I'm hoping will happen. Um, so we'll see. I don't want it to be like this week, whereas it, it was a little bit of an afterthought. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, there's a few teething problems, but I hope, hopefully he'll sort of own it and take it forward because I think it's, I don't think it's a huge ask, um, but it, it just it's something I think is really important and we need to do. Um, yeah. we've talked about it so many times on this podcast and I keep saying to you and oh, no, I haven't done it so I'm determined now it's the first one and there were little shoots that I could see that those players did take it on board which is what the whole point of doing it so there is value in doing it but I need because I, I'm, I hold my hands up I always forget to do it because I'm too busy organising everything else Yeah, so it's just it was a good suggestion that you said for him to, to own it and do it um, and my wife said that as well that he should do it so uh Deb said it should yep get Stu to do it so um, that's what that is it going forward now so I will <laughs> I will send my review out tomorrow to him I'll say right I want your feedback ASAP and I want you to tell me prior to Thursday what you're going to what, what you've come up with so we can talk to the boys about it yeah you know there's a really fantastic book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team and it, it's written Again, I'm, I'm borrowing from? borrowing from my work life here. So it, it's written like a narrative. So it's written like a story, but there's obviously, you know, real core principles in there. Yeah. And it's all about this, you know, it's about this executive team and, and they are dysfunctional. Uh, but one of them, I, I remember, you basically have all the different reasons of why they're dysfunctional. And one of them was like avoidance of conflict, you oh. know, and there was, I think there was no trust there. I'm going to have to go back. It's one of those, I, I will probably read it about five years ago or something. I, I need to go back and refresh myself on it. But I do remember the avoidance of conflict thing. So basically, you know, people that have meetings, and obviously this is talking about a bigger team, but, you know, a team of two is still a team. Yeah. Um, and they basically have these meetings. They, they'd all think that they've got this agreement and then they'd all go away and then they come back to the next meeting and no one's done what they they should have done because you know they they discuss things and then they just think oh well people will sort of forget about this and i don't agree with it anyway it's quite frankly a bit of nonsense so they they don't buy into it in the first place and then you know because they're not never really held to account i think i think lack of accountability was another one mm. um you know well it's a victimless crime then i'll just i'll just not do it and then that's the path of least resistance. So yeah. I, I think I'll, I, I would recommend it actually as, as a book. I, I can't remember how much it is on Kindle, but you know, probably it'd be less than a tenner, I'm sure. But I think that's, that's possibly what I, we're just picking on that one little example there, aren't we? But I think 
it, it sounds to me that, you know, there is a bit of a lack of accountability there right now, but possibly from your side, maybe a bit of, you know, a, a lack, a bit of conflict is needed, a bit of, um, you know, holding him to account and, and helping him understand, I use that word, helping him understand, bloody telling him, you know, it's not acceptable. I expect you to turn up and I expect you to have this ready. And so, you know, as my mum would say, David, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> and that would make me feel, you know, like I wanted the earth to swallow me up. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it was just frustrating. It was not once. It was almost sort of twice because obviously he didn't come Thursday prepared for it. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we just do it Sunday before the game. And I thought, well, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I discussed. And then today it was kind of, he just looked very sheepish when I said about the challenge. And I could just tell that if I hadn't mentioned it, it wouldn't have been brought up. It wouldn't have happened. And that's where I want him to go, oh, Ben, what about the challenges? You know, I've done these challenges. Let's let's discuss them. And I just, it's just a bit of, because he's such a nice guy. He's not necessarily, the, he's not really a conflict kind of guy, I don't think. Um, so it's just kind of trying to bring that out a little bit. But you're right, it, there is accountability and it's, even if we're just talking about coaching some kids once a week, it's still, like you said, part we are part of a team. And he's very committed. He's bought all the, he's forked out plenty of money for all the kit. And he's he goes to the, he's gone to the first aid. He's gone to the child safeguarding. He's gone to other courses at the club. So he is committed to it. And it's kind of like with that commitment, I think it's a no-brainer that it goes hand in hand with you coming to the table with something that you're owning and and really. Yeah. yeah, you're coming to you're coming to the table with your part of the team, yeah, with your, with your area of responsibility, and that's going to contribute to the team, and it's going to help us get better. But it's got to be a proper. Yep, yeah, I've done it. This is what we're going to do. You know, you tell me. I don't want to sort of have to chase it because I've got enough to think about as it is. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'll be putting the pressure on this week for him to let me know in advance of Thursday what he's come up with. So. That's good. That's good. And and well, you know, just, it's he's a good guy, and um, it, I think he just needs a bit of a push and to sort of take because it, it took me a while to sort of realise how serious this is, and you've got to take it seriously. And I just think he, it's got to be more than a bit of fun turning up and having a bit of a kick about with the kids and a bit of shouting on Sunday. It's more than that. Um, yeah, because everybody else I see as a team, as a duo, or as a you know what they're doing, they're they're really all pulling together and being challenging each other and being loud and <laughs> maybe know. that's your perception of them though i mean i don't know maybe every time every time i go on facebook everyone has much better has a much better life than i do you know all the <laughs> sm- happy smiley facey uh yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say selfies yeah i was gonna say facials <laughs> I'll edit that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to see those. Like... <laughs> no, I can't, I can't take that one out. Um, yeah, so yeah, but I, yeah. I, so I was going to ask you. I, I wonder if what you know what the, what the manager did to me might be something interesting that you could try with with your assistant there, just to put the put the pressure on to do a bit, step up and do a bit of the coaching, but. I'll just tell you, I don't have an analogy, but I, do, I guess I do have a little bit of a story, which is, uh, again, just just where you realize that horrible penny dropping moment where you realize that not 
everyone else is taking it quite as seriously as you are. Right. And uh, as, uh, as you know, I was in various bands over the years, and uh, th- this one band, we we had a guy, and he, he was he was almost. Not a, not a groupie. What, what do you call it? Where you know someone who just hangs around the band, um, hanger on. <laughs> if you're to be harsh, I mean, I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it is a roadie. Roadie, roadie, not, no, roadie, not a groupie. Yeah, That's a completely different sort of thing, and, and much less fun is being a roadie. Well, having a roadie, but anyway, so so this. This guy, you know, he's a little bit of a roadie, but, you know, he'd, he'd even come along to the practice. So it's like, you know what? There's a keyboard right there. You know, this is a kind of rockish band. So, you know, we had a keyboard, you know, if we ever wanted to do a bit of Van Halen, I guess. But so it never did anything. So it just sort of sat there. And it's like, come on, give it a go. And so, you know, we, we got him to try and like, you know, do a few, you know, thing is with keyboards, you only have to press one key, don't you, after time, it, it sounds great, you know, but you still have to have the, the, the timing largely there. So, you know, he'd, he'd, we'd go through the practices and, and try and practice various songs. And, you know, we were, we were getting up to, to the point of doing this gig and we were going to invite him on and you know, get on and, and do these songs and, we were starting off with uh, what's that Coldplay song? Um, I think you do something to me by Paul Weller, but obviously not that. Yellow, fix you, clocks. Not yellow. It was the same album. Scientist. Trouble. Oh, trouble. It was trouble. You know, yeah. so so there's an interesting sort of piano bit at the start there, and so we we're trying to get him to do that. Again, hindsight says it's probably not not the easiest piece, but not not the world's most difficult either. And like he tried it, you know, uh, probably three times, you know, and it 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 hadn't gone well. And he was like, oh, "It's all right, it'll be all right on the night." <laughs> and I was like, "No, know. you don't understand it, right? If you get it right ninety nine times out of a hundred and you get it wrong once in a practice, I guarantee in a gig situation, you will get it wrong that one time, right? It's the opposite way to it'll be all right on the night. You have to practice, practice, practice. And that, you know, in the band situation, that was what was relevant for us there was, you know, in terms of commitment, you know, you had to really put it all in in the practice because yeah. chances are you wouldn't quite, or certainly for me, you wouldn't quite play every note as well as you did in the practice because, yeah. you know, you've got that, uh, not anxiety, but you've got that adrenaline from, you know, being on the stage and whatever. So it, it just made me, you know, talking about, you know, that attitude of like, well, we'll just turn up, we'll, we'll do the, yeah. we'll make up the challenges on the fly and, you know, yeah. it'll all be fine. You know, you need a little bit more commitment than that, I think. No, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he is the boss of that and we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see how that how that evolves. But, but going back, I mean, could you try that? I mean... Right, so for the next four weeks, you know, I want to work on out of possession uh, and counter pressing. I don't yep. know, whatever you want to work on for the next four weeks. 
I want you to come up with a pro or four training sessions that gradually, you know, build on top of each other and, you know, in the next training session. So you carry, you're going to kind of dovetail a little bit. So you're still running the sessions. So communicate the message first and then next week, right? Show me. So after the kids, you know, all go off home, show me what you've come up with. And and we'll go through it and I'll give you some feedback on it. And then the week after, you're going to start delivering it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's probably a step too far. But. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, just, just well, to... I think, it's, I think there's some merit in it. And I think I think my, the approach for me to start with that would be to say, well, this, like you said, this is what we're going to... I'd like to work on this week. Obviously, get what do you think? And um, I will sort of say, can you can you come up with a couple of ideas just to start with that you think might work and just see, see how that evolves. I think that's, that's, that's what I'm going to try. Um, just to sort of try and get a little bit of feedback and input and see if, because like I said, he came up with a couple of good clips that I found really useful and I use. So that's kind of, I was sort of pleased with that. And that's kind of what I want to see a bit more of, because it does help me. And straight away there, he's, he's helped plan the session because I've put that in the session and we spent 10, 15 minutes on that. So that's almost a quarter of the session doing that suggestion, which was really good. So mm-hmm. if he can do that, you know, it's, it may, I, I can start like, oh, great, we'll put that in there. Then I've got less to sort of come up with and then I can try and get something around that part of the session so it flows. So, yeah, obviously more than one idea is good, but um, we'll see how it goes. I think it's going to have to be sort of baby steps to start with, I think, and we'll see how it evolves. Yeah, I guess I, I was suggesting it just, you know, from my situation, it it, it was more of a short, sharp shock, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. to like sort of get me to go, oh, right, oh, it's me then. Um, I mean, he has to, he's taken training before when I was doing my badges, I wasn't around and he's taken the games and he, a couple of times he's done training when I've not been there, but obviously I've come up with the plan. That's, that's the difference. That's the most thinking time though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I've done the plan and I said, right, I've sent it to him. Go, this is what you can do on Thursday because I'm when I'm away. Um, so if that happens again, I will say, right, I'm not there. Can you come up with a plan? That's what I will do. And put him on the spot. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. So I guess, so in summary, I think, what would we say for the summary? I, I guess from my perspective, if you do have a team of two or if you have more than that, I would say, you know, it's not a given that everything's just going to work perfectly and you don't have to discuss anything. You know, it'll all just work. You'll turn up for the training, turn up for the matches and you'll all agree on everything. I, I think it takes effort to make sure that that team works and it's about yeah. expressing your expectations of each other you know, and that's the quickest way you'll get to, because you, you can still get there by trial and error. It'll just take you longer. Yeah. You know, uh, just say, right, this is, this is what I expect you to do. This is what I'm expecting to do. So I, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just that communication and open and honest communication. No, no I totally agree. And um, we'll see. Over, like I said, we've not really discussed like a dynamic or my expectations or anything. I think it's just starting to evolve a little bit where I'm looking for that as things are getting tougher for us as a team and we've got more to learn. I'm sort of looking to now progress things, not just for me personally, but as a management 
duo, I suppose. Um, and let's see what we can do to take it on. But it needs, yeah, I need that input to help me out. I think that's the whole point of having an assistant. It's not just having somebody there to turn up if you can't make it. It's about you want to be involved, you want to help the kids develop. Um, and that's why you should be doing it. So um, having an assistant's great. It's really important. I think everybody should have one. Um, but yeah, you've got to work as a team and both try and develop together. So yeah, obviously, especially me, very interested in hearing any thoughts people have got on this who want to let us know so um, if you want to get in touch uh, drop us an email uh, at groots no that's not right is it at grassrootscoachcast.com that's not right either no <laughs> I was trying to do you're a doing seamless, so well <laughs> I was trying to do a seamless edit that bit out I was trying to do a nice seamless move into it so, yeah, grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com oh, yeah. yeah so if you uh, let me try that again Yes, if you've got any any thoughts on uh, this topic, which is very interesting to me especially, and Dave as well, I'm sure, um, drop us an email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com and uh, our Twitter page is groots, at grootscoachcast. Excellent, oh, excellent. Mar- marginally better, not much better. No, <laughs> that's fine. And as I mentioned earlier as well, if you do like the show, please go ahead over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review, and that just helps us get out to other listeners and helps grow the show. So that will be lovely. Okay, Ben, thank you very much. Another great discussion there. Yeah, enjoyed that. Cheers, mate. Cheers, matey, and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers, guys.